Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. everyone. This is Sumaya, and this is another episode of the Quantum Theology Podcast. Uh, We are doing this almost every Sunday night now. You're welcome to come at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. We're going to have our meditation healing session first, and then we'll have a discussion on modern quantum physics, and its relationship to spirituality. What are your beliefs about God and how it relates to all the energy around us in this world of possibilities? Thank you for joining us tonight. Find a nice, comfortable place where you can sit and relax for a while. As we go into a quiet moment, 10 to 20 minutes usually, where you can breathe deeply and forget about all of your stress. Take a deep breath now. Breathe in new air, 
new oxygen. And breathe out any tension, any care. We always start with the breath. The first thing you do when you're born, the last thing you do when you go away. Beginning and ending. Cycling. Always cycling and recycling. Allow yourself to breathe deeply now, expanding the lungs, breathing in as much as you can. Try to imagine that every time you breathe in, you're healing yourself. And you're bringing healing energy and positive thoughts to any dark places inside of you. This is how we begin. We refresh and renew. Imagine that you're bringing light into any dark places inside of you. If there's a gray spot, bring light to it. Brighten it and lighten it up, expanding the light inside those places. Anywhere that you have pain, injury, sorrow. Every time you breathe out, you're releasing the pain and the sorrow. Frustrations or resentment going away. Going away. Find yourself feeling lighter inside. Feel inspired. You are inspired. The Spirit of God is moving through the universe and you're breathing it in, giving yourself another chance to renew your life right now, from now on. And if it helps to imagine the many-colored rainbow of light refracted through the prism of water or glass or crystal, sparkly light refracting through a prism. The prism of this reality 
keep filling yourself and imagine that this light and color is radiating out from within you past your skin to about one foot away all around you and then another foot all around you and then another foot all around you as you continue to radiate and expand, expanding your energy field, expanding your aura. Expanding your presence in this world. You are pulsating with this vibrant. Take a moment now to imagine something that you would like to show up in your life. Visualize as clearly as possible the exact thing that is already in existence somewhere in the world. Something you need, something you want, something you want to see appear right in front of you, in your mind's eye. The perfect solution to a specific situation. Add color, add lines, add the details. For my highest good. God wants me to have something like this or something better. Then send it off in a pretty package with a bow looking to find its place, its manifestation. Release it, and it will come back, because all things are turning. All things are in orbit. Your dreams, your needs, your successes are all in circulation right now. I will take it another step further. 
imagine that there's room in your life for this to show up. You have to make a space for this new gift to arrive. Maybe it's in your garage. Maybe it's in your house. Maybe it's in your mind. You're waiting for an idea. Maybe you need some prosperity, some help, or love. Make space for it while we're resting in this moment. A big space for it. A big, open space. What you will, will come back and visit with you in the opening that you make for it. All things turning, all things still turning. Coming back to you. Take another deep breath and solidify your vision and your conviction. Bring yourself back to your body, your heart your mind, your energy field. Bring your awareness back to the room, surrounding. We continue our discussion today. What we can do is talk about what we've thought, felt. I also have some readings to share with you, as I usually do. Um, I should tell you that I usually don't type while I'm running a call. So you other, the other people, guests, can um, type to each other, but I usually don't while I'm uh, speaking and listening. I listen very deeply to people. And um, it will help if you can call in, then I can hear your voice. Looks like most of you are on the chat room. But if you call in, uh, then we can talk person to person. Guest three says, that was very powerful for me. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I appreciate that feedback, and I hope you get exactly what you need. Now, uh, every once in a while, I pick up the Daily Word magazine, which is produced by the Unity Church. Uh, I'm not a truth go. Um, I'm a truth goer, but I'm not a church goer. So, 
I see Truthful came in. There's two people with the name Truth on the on the log here. Um, and so I wanted to share with you a couple of passages from the Daily Word, which I find are very helpful. They usually give you um, an, aff- an affirmation. They give you a reading. And then they give you a quote from the Bible if you want to look for backup on that. And the first one I want to share with you is about renewal. I am renewed in the light of God, the affirmation. Spring buds are preparing to blossom and fill the landscape with beautiful colors. My mind, body, and soul are also ready for new vitality and radiance. The light of God warms me, and I am renewed. Just as each blossom opens to the light of day, I open myself to the light of God. As I lean into that light, I am invigorated, healed, and renewed. I experience new strength, new vision, and a new sense of purpose. I'm divinely guided toward my good. With a renewed quickening, I celebrate the presence of God's light in the world. I look forward to spring with joy and enthusiasm. As spirit renews me, I radiate my light to everyone around me. I live in gratitude for the blessings of God for us all. And the quote comes from Isaiah 60, 19. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. And then another one comes from Divinely Inspired. It's about inspiration again. Divinely Inspired. I go after my dreams. Inspiration literally means to breathe into. All creation began with an idea and an inspiration. When I pray and meditate, I feel spirit breathing divine ideas into me. Infused with a new awareness, I envision new possibilities. Through the powers of faith, imagination and will I bring my ideas into manifestation and achieve my dreams when I am inspired I draw all the resources I need to accomplish my goal inspiration comes from God it is uttered by outer circumstances or obstacles as I act on my deepest inspirations The energy of spirit pulses through me. I embrace divine ideas and pursue my dreams with great courage, certainty, and faith. And the scripture for it is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture was inspired by God and is useful for teaching so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient. So um, 
used to having conversations. I hope somebody will call in so I can have a chat uh, verbally. But uh, I will, like, see what we have here on the chat room. Somebody's going somebody's to fix dinner. Okay. Log in and return. Okay, great. Thank you, guest three. Um, you know, uh, let me tell you, some of you are new, so uh, maybe I should give you a little bit of background. The, um, even if you go to my webpage, uh, which is listed, you might not really understand where I'm coming from. I was brought up uh, with artistic gifts. And but I went to school in very strict religious upbringing. And as I went to college, I studied Eastern philosophies, I studied sciences, psychology, and I made a living after that as a teacher and as an artist. For many years, that's what I did most of the time. And then um, later on, I went to become a counselor and a therapist, and I had a practice doing that. And then I also had a radio show for a while in the Raleigh-Durham area, North Carolina, where I would lead these meditations. At the time, it was still relatively new to people that um, the mind could be influenced by reality and could influence reality. And there were some teachers going around uh, writing books and so forth, uh, doing seminars. But at the time in Raleigh, which was a, is a very conservative area, I was kind of a closet spiritualist. And uh, coming out on the radio like that really opened it up. And I did a lot, a lot of spiritual work in those days. By the time 2001 came, I felt a very big shift in the energy. And I closed and worked out of my home. I closed my office and I worked out of my home doing phone sessions. And so I'm really attuned to people's voices and I get a lot of information from them by... um, their energy, by their tonality, and um, did a lot of readings. I did thousands of readings, actually. A lot of it was volunteer work, and I did some of it privately, too. So years and years have gone by that, and, uh, you know, I did some writing and so forth. Um, WordPress, SU808. WordPress.com, and um, you know, over the years, I've listened to a lot of teachers, a lot of writers, a lot of ministers. I've been in, I've visited almost every church there is, just to see what it was like. And um, I've come to, I've come to a point where I'm synthesizing all this knowledge. Because I truly believe that God is greater than any book that we could read, including the Bible. I like the Bible. There's a lot of truth in it. I um, I love reading about our ancestors, what they went through, the 
there's a lot of parallel to what we're going through these days. And um, they are my ancestors, too. And so when I see what the prophets went through back then, I say, okay, you know, humanity hasn't changed all that much. And so, uh, you know, anybody who stepped outside the box usually got vilified in some way. And vilified is light compared to what they did. I mean, a lot of them got tortured and stoned and prison. And, um, you know, some of us are going through that now. But I don't mind sharing the truth as I see it and sharing and having other people share theirs with me so that we can synthesize a truth that brings us closer to God. My belief is God gives us so many rivers to paddle down towards the ocean. Everything, all water, which is connected, all flows back to itself. You know, it's all connected. And so if you say, I want to learn about the cloud shape of God, and you feel an affinity with the cloud shape of water, that's how you'll see your spirituality. If you say, I want to be the navigator of my world, and you, you know, build a boat to float on the water, then uh, that's how you might see your relationship to God, or rivers, or droplets, or ponds. Now, your relationship to water the metaphor for God in this could be could be polluted by life and by um, the jaded the jaded attitude uh, that life is bad and how could God how could God make a life like this why why would there be so much suffering and um, you know so your water might be a little murky at this time. But all water being connected can be clarified, circulated, and so can your connection with the divine. We've got some people writing here. Oh, I don't really know. Uh, can you just call in? I don't know about the software part of the talk show. If you just call in, it'll be easy to just chat that way. I like that name, All Divine. And uh, somebody says they're in North Carolina, south of Boone. I know where that is. Mm-hmm. Spent most of my time, though, in the Raleigh area and then east of it, like Downer Banks. Yeah, call on your phone. That would be easy. And let's see. So where I'm going with that is synthesizing our uh, our relationship to God through metaphor and through visual visualization. Now. If your relationship to God seems to be distant, then look somewhere closer. Look where it's 
right next to you. Look at something beautiful and try to remember that everything down to the cellular level was all made by God in the beginning. All of it. Every atom and every molecule was all from his word, his intention for the universe. I was going to talk a little bit more today about how the positive and negative charges of the universe are in balance. So, you know, we hear a lot these days about the negativity, and I certainly am aware of it. There are injustices all over the world. There are rumors of war. Information is traveling at the speed of light. We're overwhelmed with the polarities of light and darkness, the polarities of good and evil, the polarities of um, should we keep going or should we sit still. All of these opposites, all of these paradoxes, all of the ironies will balance out. Because even in physics, it's a, it's a practical truth that all of the positive and negative ions in the universe cancel each other. Well, they don't cancel. They add up to zero. And here's, um, here's a page out of a book that I'm reading right now called Physics of the Impossible by Michio Kaku. He's a pretty famous physicist and futurist. Uh, he has websites and he does a lot of public speaking in the world about the subject of quantum physics. And now, he is not a spiritualist. A lot of his writing, um, you know, being a scientist, they want to be more mathematical. They want to be, you know, empirical. But when you move outside certain realms of science, the equations break down. In fact, for the last hundred years, they've been trying to get equations or theories, a theory that will fit both the microcosm of subatomic particles as well as macrocosm out to the far reaches of the current known universe and possible multiple universes. And so, Last week, we talked about multiple universes. You can listen to that podcast, which was already recorded. But today, I just wanted to bring up about how positive and negative will eventually even itself out. Because while we feel negative, we have to remember that this is going to circulate. Everything is going to balance eventually. Now, you might be feeling negative today, but you might feel... Tomorrow is different, or from moment to moment. So, but remembering that you're part of a much, much larger system, and that system is part of a larger system, and every system is part of much larger and larger and larger systems which are completely connected and in circulation, that somehow things are going to work out. Uh, come around again. Now, 
uh, I said he's not really a spiritualist. So you have to remember, when you hear some of his assumptions, he's looking for mathematical conclusions, not spiritual ones. theory that our universe came from nothingness of the space-time psalm might seem to be totally untestable, but it is consistent with several simple observations. First, many physicists have pointed out that it is astonishing that the total amount of positive charges and negative charges in our universe come out to exactly zero, at least to within experimental accuracy. We take we take it for granted that our outer space gravity is the dominant force, yet this is only because the positive and negative charges cancel out precisely. If there was the slightest imbalance between positive and negative charges on the Earth, it might be sufficient to rip the Earth apart, overcoming the gravitational force that holds the Earth together. One simple way to explain why there is a balance between positive and negative charges is to assume that our universe came from nothing and nothing has a zero charge. Now, I don't agree that the universe came from nothing, but again, this is a scientist, and he's got to appeal to the scientific mind. So... Um, that's just one paragraph out of it. It's in the Parallel Universes chapter. And we, we also understand that because of the mathematics, they're finding that there's got to be at least 11 dimensions holding it all together. At 10 dimensions, there seems to be five different string theories. But at 11 dimensions, it all comes together again. And that's pretty much as far as they've gotten with it. Now, just imagine if you were able to understand the wavelength of other dimensions. Do you think you could talk or understand the beings? that lived in those dimensions? I think so. I think that that creates a case for angelic beings, disincarnate entities, advanced entities, people who space-time travel. And I'm not saying I know anything about space-time travel, but these theories lend themselves to the exploration of um, shifts in the space-time continuum. Let me go back to the board and see what people are talking about here. This is one of the first times I had so many chatters. Usually we're talking. Okay, Shrink Rat says, the negativity is, if anything, getting much worse lately. Wars and rumors of wars, death and dying going on in the world. That's possible. And it is true. No, no, it's okay. You can type. Um, it says shut up and let the... No, you don't have to. That's a, that's a good point. Um, there are a lot of wars and rumors of wars. There are wars going on in the energetic sphere. 
that we don't even hear about in the news. You know, all the satellites and all the communications going back and forth across the planet. And um, we don't hear about what's going on in the intelligence community. But on the ground, there is a lot of destruction beginning. And we might see it get worse. It might even get worse. Um, But then again, the cycle will continue and something good will come out of it. We have to make something good come out of it. Maybe we'll learn some lessons from it. <laughs> Guest six looks on says, look on the bright side. There's still chocolate ice cream. That's good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, all divine says yes. He, uh, you're referring to um, Michio Kaku. He's very non-spiritual in his interviews. Yeah. Yeah. So is uh, Stephen Hawking. Actually, I saw a video with Stephen Hawking, but you know, he said that there, it goes through a whole hour, and he ends up with, there can't be a God. <laughs> but no, I disagree. We just haven't gotten expanded enough to understand how God can be connected to all of this. Let's see what else we have here. Um I wouldn't, guess six also says, uh, I wouldn't bur- worry about anything that super volcano in Yellowstone is almost ready to blow and it will wipe out most of civilization. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. We've got volcanoes all over the world that are going right now. So, um, and then he says later, I'm going back to the book here. Contact with other quantum universes that have decohered from us seems highly unlikely. The reason that we have decohered from these other universes is that our atoms have bumped into countless other atoms in the surrounding environment. Each time a collision occurs, the wave function of that atom appears to collapse a bit. That is, the number of parallel universes decreases. Each collision narrows the number of possibilities. The sum total of all these trillions of atomic mini-collapses gives the illusion that the atoms of our body are totally collapsed in a definite state. The objective reality of Einstein is an illusion created by the fact that we have so many atoms in our body, each one bumping into each other, each time narrowing the number of possible universes. Here's a good analogy he offers. It's like looking at an out-of-focus image through a camera. This would correspond to the micro world where everything seems fuzzy and indefinite. But each time you adjust the focus of the camera, the image gets sharper and sharper. This corresponds to trillions of tiny collisions with neighboring atoms, each of which reduces the number of possible universes. In this way, we we smoothly make 
the transition from the fuzzy micro world to the macro world. Hmm. So contact with quantum parallel universe cannot be ruled out, but it would be an exceedingly rare event since we have decohered from them. In cosmology, we encounter a different type of parallel universe, a multiverse of universes that coexist with each other, like soap bubbles floating in a bubble bath. Contact with any other universe, with another universe in the multiverse is a different question. It would undoubtedly be a difficult feat, one that might be possible for a type 3 civilization. I'll have to look up what type 3 civilization is. I don't know if we're there yet. Comments? Questions? Any thoughts you want to share? Eventually, I will finish this book, but... um, I'm taking it slow because I like to chew on the ideas. Uh, In other words, if God is breathing the universe that we live in out, eventually it will expand out so far that the living substance on these planets will probably die in in the freeze, you know. They've already decided that, you know, this this universe is expanding. But then universes get to a point where they contract. There's probably going to be a collapse. But we don't know how long that's going to be. We don't know if that's millions of years from now or how long that's going to be. While we're here, we get the we get the opportunity to live our lives, to understand, and to have the faith. And this is where I like to get to. To have the faith that we are intricately connected to the fabric of the universe. We are so we are so balanced in this universe here that we are given the opportunity to live, breathe, and be sustained for millions of years. Other parts of the multi-universe theories show that many universes may have come and gone because they're not stable enough to stay open and allow life to grow and multiply. Some of these universes come into being and collapse right away because they're just not in the right kind of balance. The energies are circulating. They're too fast. They're too slow. They're too hot. They're too cold. The the energies just keep moving and more bubbles come, open up and collapse, open up and collapse. In God's time, those universes may be a second or there might be billions and billions of years. This universe happens to be 13.7 billion years old. So we've had a long time. It's a real gift in this space and time to appreciate what we have here. Because 
even as human beings or as animals or as trees, our time is limited. We have 70 to 90 years, or a tree has some several hundred years. And um, it seems like a really long time, but in the biggest, biggest scheme of our universe, that's a very, it's an extremely short amount of time to be in existence. So we have to really be thankful for the time that we have and to understand and work out our problems and be evolved enough to go back home, which is God's kingdom, go back home more enlightened, more willing to be in his presence, and then also to be purified enough to be in his presence. That way we can live with him forever. While this universe is still in existence, we have that opportunity. Now, some people will have issue with this possibility. The, the possibility that our souls, which were created by God in the first place, will be in circulation until we evolve enough to make it back. And so that includes the possibility of reincarnation. As we, uh, as we evolve through time, we can go to the lowest levels of humanity. We can go to the highest levels and work our way up. We can try out different costumes. We can try out different personalities. We can try out so many different dynamics. We can try out times in history until we understand deeper and deeper levels of his world, of his design, the blueprint for humanity and evolution. Now, What is your truth? You can uh, type it in if you want to. Out loud. Sit for a moment and see what the next thing is. So while we go through times of hardship, there are wars or when there are um, economic rises and falls, when there are painful situations, confusing situations, all of that is a matter of our pushing past and finding the lesson. Finding what am I supposed to learn from this? How can I evolve myself? If it's so painful that you want to leave the world, and I've been there, believe me, I've been in so much pain. There are times when I said, Lord, I can't handle it anymore. Could I please come home? And it's not time yet because the next thing I know is when 
when I surrender, when I truly surrender to, I don't know, I really don't know what it's all going to lead up to, you know. And then the next day I wake up or two days later, a gift shows up, like a gift of an idea, a gift or a phone call of a phone call or an opportunity to express myself. Like, you guys are so, I mean, you have blessed me so much today because I didn't know if anybody was going to come on my call. Sometimes I have three people. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm here by myself. You all showed up and made this a spectacular evening for me that I was able to share with you. Now, um, Meta Truth asked, knowing how, he said, he or she, I should say, knowing how to discern the difference between good and bad info is very good, very, very good, because bad information might be not true even. Good information might not be true, and discerning where the truths are in those, that's really important. It's so, there's so much information to sort through these days. I mean, just a ton of it, all the time, all the time. And um, we also, not only do we have to discern between good and bad information, but we need to discern between spirit because as we go higher in our acceleration, in our uh, metaphysical awareness, we come into contact with other spirits. And we need to know who's trustworthy, who's there for our good, and who isn't. We know that angels can come, ancestors can come and help when you need them. You can ask for their guidance. Um, sometimes they will drop you a symbol. That sometimes a book will show up where you need it. Sometimes it will be a, a piece of music on the radio that will be a message. But if you're in meditation and you're looking for the image or the spirit of someone to talk with, you have to discern. Um, we also know that they have technology these days that can create imagery like holograms. So when you're faced with that, take a look and look carefully. Sometimes they'll come as a friendly image and then turn on you. So, you know, hold center, stay centered, and listen and ask questions. If they're not good, if a spirit that comes to you is not of the light, then send it back to where it belongs. You just tell them that over and over. Just go back, go back to your master Go back to where you came from. Only if you're here for my highest good do I invite you. Um, Metacus asked me what kind of pain was I in. Well, I'm a very sensitive creature, and, um, you know, life is not very gentle. You know, there are times that are very painful in life. Illness, it can include treachery, that too, uh-huh. trying to stay away from those conversations on this call, but yes, I'm very aware of that, it's, the government is capable of inserting thoughts and images 
And that's pretty much what I was referring to because um, if it's true what people are discussing like on the Coast Show, that, uh, you know, there's going to be a new world order and all of that, we have to be careful. We have to be truly centered on God and his will and not, you know, not be swayed and not be distracted by the myriad things that are tempting us in every direction. Yeah. And let alone all the spirits and entities wandering about. Exactly. Right. So spiritual discernment is is really important as we um open our minds to other levels and other truths that are coming from other people and books and energy. Better Truth says, you're being too general about the way you described your pain. That's right, because I don't want this call to be about me. It's not about me. This is about everyone who comes here. It's about our coming together as a unit. It's about our coming closer to God. And in that, you know, I lose myself. I don't I don't really care about what happened to me in the past that much. In fact, I spend a lot of time listening to other people because I'm really not that interested in myself. <laughs> in that way so I take it all as part of our growth everything that I've been through has brought me to this place in time so that I could share some something with you you're welcome to share some of the things that you're going through too and I'll be So going back to that, I mean, I'm extremely sensitive. It's what made me um, a healer, a counselor, an artist. And I have to, I have to be there for other people as part of my purpose here. The empathy that I have is also painful. I mean, sometimes it comes from others. What they're feeling is what I feel. Guarding God. Affable. Yeah, that's a good word. How do you mean? Would you like to define it? beyond calculation, beyond mathematics. You know, it's a good book to read about that is um, The Tao of Physics. There is a parallel made between Eastern philosophies and quantum physics in that book, and it's your comprehension. Thank you, Shrink Rat. That's good. There is a personal aspect as well, which is within each of us.
God wasn't putting the universe in motion through everything, we wouldn't be able to understand there's a piece of God in every one of us. In other words, God created the entire universe and everything in it. Therefore, God has a piece of him in us. I'd love to hear your voices. You could call in on the phone if you have, like, unlimited talk. I usually go until 10, but if I run out of steam, I might end a little early. But I like to hear your voices. So um, have a phone with uh, 50 minutes left on your minute. <laughs> I really like the conversation that's going on in the chat room. Uh, okay, Shrinkrat says, and it is a piece. Some call, some call it the Godhead, but others might call it the Christ within. Names don't matter. Thank you, I agree. Although uh, I have seen Christ, and Christ is an entity which we can uh, bring closer to us and relate to. How I see Christ like that um, makes him available. I mean, that's how Christians say Christ is God. Christ comes from God, right? So there's no separation between Christ and God, but Christ as an entity is available to us if we want to, like if we want to communicate, we want answers, we want healing, we can ask for it and we can get it. Uh, you know, I understand that Krishna from the Hindu philosophy, the Bhagavad Gita, is another name for Christ. So Christ can appear in many civilizations with those languages, with within those circumstances, to present himself and the truth as they're ready to receive, you know. Now, the Mormons in my area want me to learn about that in Avatar, right? But I think they're manifestations of that same, from that same dimension. I think all the Avatars come from a certain level and manifest here for our benefit. So, you know, like the Mormons, and I, I don't know much about it. I just know that they gave me their book. They want me to read it. And I've studied a lot of different religions. So here's another one. But so Christ apparently came to America, made, made his uh, presence known. But I, you know, then that's as far as I got with it. <laughs> so, but I still, it still fits in with the belief that. Christ and other avatars like Krishna have come to us throughout throughout civilization 
to teach us and to hold us together and to remind us that this isn't all there is, you know? I've read the Book of Mormon transgressions, and my first degree was in philosophy. I read many things, yes. Some of our guests here are well-educated. Now, why did you get kicked out of Brigham Young? Was it like a separation of philosophy? (laughs) But it seems like they're pretty... um, They've got, like, you know, their way, you know, and that's the way. Oh, that would go. It would be kind of hard if you're a free thinker. I was uh, I was taught Judaism, Christianity, Taoism, Hinduism, Buddhism, Native American. Those are the main. Those are the main religions that I studied. I also studied existentialism. Science, psychology, biology. Biology can be its own religion too. Some of these scientists feel like or they see the world through their own science, so that is their religion practically. It doesn't fit in, then it doesn't you know, it doesn't hold true for them. So why I best not get into that they didn't like me very much and it was many years ago when I was 18. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Not too dissimilar in terms of what we studied. Now, I feel that a lot of people were born in the latter part of the 20th century and the early part of this century with an advanced evolutionary scale. And so within an advanced evolutionary scale so that we could further the destiny of, of humanity. And a lot of people got reincarnated at this time for this purpose. with an expanded view. I mean, it was just towards the end of this last century that blacks had equal rights, that women had equal rights. I mean, how long did it take for just those basics to become real? Just at the end of this last century, and now it looks like things are collapsing again in this country and other parts of the world. Well, we didn't have enough time to enjoy our civil rights. I mean, in all these different cultures, getting to know one another all over the world, brown skins, black skins, yellow, red, coming to know each other, coming to listen to each other's way of life, respecting and collecting. You know, Go to Africa and picking up um, masks that were carved 
or going to China or going to Japan and trying sushi. I mean, it was unheard of 100 years ago. It was unheard of. People were so separated. Then there were planes, you know, after cars, planes, and now Internet and everything. It's just all crisscrossing across all over the place. That says, I think I might have preferred an incarnation into a very peaceful South Seas island. Ah, that sounds nice. Although they have their own hardships with the seas rising or losing land, uh, they struggle in their own way. Some other cultures struggle in different ways than us. It seems like America is so blessed, you know. I mean, we we really are. We have, generally speaking, clean air, water, opportunities houses and cars, but um, we struggle with an existentialism that other cultures do not have. They have much more solid family connections. Um, They're, even though they might struggle, like, you know, there might be a tribe in South America that still has to carry buckets of water to cook with on a fire and take the leaves off the trees. You know, there are bugs. You know, they've got diseases um, that we don't have anymore. But then they're blessed with other things. Blessed with the simplicity that some of us yearn for. All divine says material, yes, less spiritual. You know, I'm not but that is changing, yeah. How so? How do you how do you think it's changing? You think people are gonna become less materialistic and more spiritual these days? I'll wait for your answer. You know what happens to people who are very materialistic and greedy? They hit a wall. Now, they might go their whole lives just building and building, you know, getting more mansions and getting more cars and having a garage full of Rolls Royces and whatnot, you know, closets and closets full of clothes and shoes and, you know, uh, but there's an emptiness. I mean, sometimes they have terrible relationships. So they do hit a wall, and some of them do get more spiritual after, and some of them don't. You know, and that's this life, this time for them to learn about that. Like, okay, I did that. Maybe next time they come back as a preacher in a small town in the South, you know. Yeah, who knows? Not my job to figure out how people are going to incarnate. But souls do make their decisions based on what they learn the lives beforehand. This world, you know, unless people uh, have an economic crash or they hit bottom, sometimes they don't even look for spirituality. They just don't even look for it unless they're 
suffering so much or they're on their deathbed and it's the last few minutes of life and their last few breaths and they're going, oh, God, what did I do? Can I have another chance? Please give me some more time. Please let me do something different than being in this bed in a hospital. You know, That might be their first prayer in their whole life. And then maybe they get a chance and maybe they don't. Or maybe they... Maybe they're gifted with the grace to transcend that sickness. Float out of their body and say, oh, wow, I'm so glad that's not all there is. All divine says, it's all spiritual in the end. True, I agree. But I do see that happiness is not material things. Blessed, I know that. Blessed that I know that. So true. It's good to have some nice things. It's good to have, you know, shelter and food and enough to pay the bills. But that's not the end of it all. And Grant says karmic karma balances. Right. Thank you. Because that brings us back to the topic of the day, which is positive and negative balances out. In the end. The people who suffer will be blessed. In the end, the people who are so rich will have to come down. And the people who are cruel will have to learn mercy. And the people who are merciful will be able to transcend. They will inherit the earth all around. It's not that they will inherit it materially, but they will inherit it by having conquered all of the polarities of positive and negative. Karmic balances in the end are just the same. I tried to explain that to somebody before, that karma is not any different than quantum field theory. Like, energy existing in a quantum field has a certain characteristic. It's either in motion or it's, at, or it's still. It's positive or it's negative. Um Whatever it does, it has to balance out in the end. It turns. Everything turns. And so karma like that, if you live in a certain body of energy and a certain emotional um, frequency, then eventually you'll have to come down from it. If you're angry all the time, you'll have to relax. If you're too relaxed, you'll have to get motivated, you know? And karma is like that. It's just uh, the balancing out in the end. We might not see it all right here at this time. It might not happen in one lifetime. But if you're evolved enough, and I think some of you are, I mean, the, the writings that I'm seeing in this chat room are very elevated, and I'm really pleased to have you here. Um, and I'm not kidding about that. Um, that the higher you go in your spiritual evolution, your mental, emotional body, the smaller the circle. This is a kind of a deep concept. I don't, I don't share it very often with people. That um, the higher you go, the more accelerated it gets and the tighter the circle. So the spiral gets smaller and smaller at the top. In other words... If you do something bad, it will come right back to you, sometimes the same day. 
sometimes in like a few days. If you do something good, you bl- you get blessed right away too. It's so the circles are so small, and the synchronicities get closer together. In other words, you have um, say you're trying to think of some of them that happened recently. Um, I was thinking about multidimensional realities and parallel universes. And I knew I had this book on the shelf. It's been sitting there for like a year. And the first thing I do is open up the book and it right opens, it it, it opens right to the section that I needed to see. I mean, that's like within seconds, you know. Or if I need guidance from the Bible, it always works. It's called bibliomancy, actually. But, um, you know, if you need a, a quote from the Bible, you could you could flip page after page after page. Like, where was that quote? Where? Oh my God! I, somebody told me five years ago, and you're looking through and you're looking through. If you put it down, take a deep breath, and center yourself on God or Christ energy, Christ light, and say, "Just show me what you want me to know." That's it. Show me what you want me to know. Open up the book, and there it is, almost every time. If it's not that page, it's one next to it. So um, so the higher you go, the quicker the return of your karmic balance. That's what I was getting at. Let me take a little sip of water here, and you guys can type in for a second, okay? thing about talk shows most of these calls aren't perfect hang on other than radio I was so concerned about every little sound Okay, uh, Metatruth says, incarnation on peaceful South Seas sounds great in comparison, but learning involves being able to compare. That's a good one. Explain a little more about it. I think what you're saying is that from the meta view where you see all the possibilities and polarities, there is um, a relationship between all of them and comparison comes from that. You thought that America was all there was and you would never know about it. If you thought that living as a fish in the ocean was all there was, then you would be missing out too. You're not only a land being, you're not only a water being, you're not only an air being, but all parts sitting together. All Divine says, I experience those things too. The sinks show the way. And agree on the karma return. Good, thank you. This is a really good conversation. I wish I could hear your voices, though. That's the only thing missing for me. Uh, 
um, the sinks show the way. How do you mean that? Do they lead you to where you need to go? In my mind, the sinks, the synchronicities are, um, I don't know if they are the arrows of the path, but they show me that I'm on the path that is narrowing. Like, if I think of um, some name, and then the name, I hear it on the radio. I hear a name, and then it shows up on the news, or um, flipping through websites, and there's the name, like, wait a minute, where'd that come from? And then I look at it. To me, it looks like it's a fold over in time, you know, like uh, a fold in in time, in space-time that makes them so close together that, um, you know, you're getting closer to the singularity. Explain a little more about singularities another time. Uh, all divine says yes. When I'm when I get them, it is good. When I don't, I'm off. It sink. Uh huh. Bing. We sink. Right. Yeah. You know, a way to look at that is if you're very clear in your mind, in your heart, in your way of life, in your integrity, then the synchronicities just you know that fold over happens instantaneously. But if you're not clear, um, then, you know, the synchronicities have to get around the blocks and obstacles. It takes a little bit longer for them to show up. It's not that they're not going to show up. It's just that it takes them a little bit longer. And meditation is one of the great tools for getting clarity, for releasing and getting centered. Maybe next time I'll look into um, a little bit more about zero point and all of that. But, um, you know, karmic return, positive and negative charges. And I don't want you to be afraid to be too good. Because, um, you know, some people think, well, things are so good and it's going to get bad, you know. Down to get bad. Well, it doesn't have to be bad in your own life. You might see something happen to somebody else who deserves it. I don't. I don't want to be the judge, you know, (laughs) of other people's lives. But I mean, some people are so blatantly, you know, aggressive and violent in the world that it might be that your good is offsetting their bad. And so the balance is global. You know what I mean? So the people who are all doing good stuff are actually keeping the balance for all the negative ones in the world. When we get out of the world, um, when we're in the, you know, other dimensions, there are still different frequencies but I don't think the polarities are as wide as they are in the material world. I mean, they're not as wide as uh, a supernova next to a black hole. You see, 
a black hole sucking everything in and a supernova expanding everything out. And those are so extreme compared to our lives, which are relatively stable. But in the other dimensions, there are other frequencies. They're just maybe, I'm hoping, maybe not as high and low as supernova black hole opposites. Mm -hmm. I'll take another step. I'm so glad that I was able to bring up some of these topics today. The first few months that I had this talk shoot going, I had a couple of Christian ladies on. And I, you know, I love them. They're great. Um, We got to talk about Jesus a lot and his mission. But I, I was carving out a place for myself with them. I wasn't able to be as open and expressive about the philosophy as I am today with you all. And the people who want to believe in the Bible strictly, like strictly biblical, well, I don't fault them for that. They might need that. They might really need that, especially as topsy-turvy as the world can be at times. You know, it's good to hold on to something. If you got to hold on to something, it may as well be a good book like the Bible. But uh, I do feel that when people are ready for it, as many of us are, we have to be able to explore the higher realm. We have to be able to explore the metaphysical connections because it's not black and white. You're either material or you're the light of God. There are so many levels in between. And we need to have a dialogue in order to evolve the rest of humanity. We have to have these dialogues like the books and the teachings. As long as the teachers don't get all egotistical about it. Because that's a real downfall. It's a real downfall. But we do need that dialogue to keep going and keep the metaphysical aspect a part of the conversation. I see a lot of levels in between. I'm glad that quantum physics has shown us 11 dimensions. So it gives us validation, you know, a little more validation to um, explore those realms. And it's without separating science from religion because there's no separation. It's all part of the same world. It kind of reminds me of this movie I saw last week. Um, You can probably find it online. You'll appreciate what I'm about to say after you see the movie. It's called Agora, A-G-O-R-A, and it's set in uh, ancient Alexandria. starts out when Alexandria is the hub of intellectual and scientific study. 
It's also the time where the Christians are growing in strength, the Jews are growing in strength. And uh, astronomy is, you know, mathematics, geometry, philosophy, literature, all growing at the same time and getting stronger. And it, it has great sets and great costumes. The acting was pretty good. Well, you see how these groups of people coexisted as moms. And they have very, very strict um, belief systems within their own group. They don't want to be um, accepting of the others, of course. Then if somebody got off the, the track a little bit, they would get stoned. I mean, if a scientific woman, the, the main character is this woman, I think her name was Hypersius, but I should check that out again. Hi, shrink rat. Uh, let me finish this thought, and then I want to talk to you. Um, so this woman is, you know, she's really advanced. First of all, she's a woman, and she's a critical thinker. I mean, geometry and astronomy were her areas of expertise, and she was a teacher. She had a whole group of students. Well, as these other religions and belief systems were getting very entrenched in their own ways, they were having more and more conflicts with each other and more riots and breaking down. They finally broke into the Alexandria Library, burned the place up, broke the statues. Oh, Egypt, too. How could I forget, right? Alexandria, Egypt. They wanted to break the, the Egyptian gods who were standing there, you know, 100 feet tall, huge monuments and worship. You know, so, okay, there's that whole clan also very, very strong and entrenched in their own ways and their own beliefs. So the story goes, you know, there's a love interest and all. She doesn't get married, but she sticks to science. And you see how they stone people for nothing. I mean, no, for just having a different belief. Just for having the, you know, for having the freedom to think a little differently, people were mobbed to death. And um, I'm not even explaining it as colorfully as this movie did, but if you see it, it's called Agora, and uh, I can't remember when it was made, but it wasn't too long ago. Hi, Shrink Rat. Hello, how are you? Oh, good. Good to have you. Um, I appreciate all the texting that you did. I I need to use two hands to write, and I'm holding a phone, so that's why I don't write on the chat room very much. Can't blame you. Hmm? I said I can't blame you. Oh, thanks. And uh, Truthbug says, I think you would love this read, Magic White and Black, 1904. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I don't really read magical stuff. I think I know where you're going with that, but um, I'll check it out. 
I try to stay away from magic and witchcraft because uh, there are too many pitfalls, in my opinion. A lot, a lot of personalities, a lot of uh, control issues in those areas. So I try to stay away from that stuff. Can I add a comment to that? Yeah, go ahead. Trouble with using power, you know, whether you use white or black power, is that we all come from finite perspectives. You know, the way we decide what is the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do is pretty much determined, well, within a reasonable, uh, to a reasonable degree, pretty much determined by the background we have, the experiences we've had, and the biases and the prejudices that we were inculcated with by our parents as we grew up. And so uh, whenever one makes a choice to intervene using some power or, or other, almost inevitably you're coming at it, one is coming at it from uh, a particular perspective, which uh, there's no guarantee that it's correct or incorrect. And so you really don't know. And so it's better not to use power at all, which would be magic. Hope that made sense. Yeah. Oh, and I, I see the truth bug is qualifying that. She said it's a great read. It's about the magic of the mind and not about witchcraft, et cetera. So that does put it in a different arena. It does, it does. I think we get caught up on the words. and um, Yeah. Um, yeah, there is, but there is a, uh, I think I'm going to parallel what you just said with saying that when, what happens when people get caught up in the rituals, like the rituals are the connection rather than the energy, you know. And, uh, well, I think, uh, pardon me for interjecting, but I think ahead. that there are times when the rid, especially black black uh, magic, so to speak. Um, you now there are a lot of people in the in this country who have been over the last twenty. I'm sure they've always done it, but it seems to have grown uh, to become obvious in the last twenty, thirty years. Uh, a lot of uh, satanic magic going on which involves sacrifice and so forth. And, and unfortunately, some of the people we've regarded as leaders in the past are certainly and unimprovably involved in that. And uh, that's a terrible, terrible thing that mm-hmm. seems to have grabbed a lot of folk. Do you, how do you know this? I mean, I've heard other people say it, but I have no evidence of it. So I'm not uh, really sure if it's grown or not. I, I don't really know. I know that people are talking about it more. I just haven't seen it. Well, if you go to veteranstoday.com, which is an online news, uh, one of the editorialists, uh, writers is Stu Webb, and he was involved in uh, revealing a lot of that out in the Oklahoma, Kansas area with a child abduction and so forth, and, oh. and uh, involving the Bushes and some others. And, and you might want to read what his testimony is regarding that. Although I didn't enjoy reading it because I don't enjoy that subject, but it was good to know that that's happening. Well, I heard that there are other things going on too, like experiments. Yeah, there are experiments, although I don't know the depth and the breadth of those.
Yes, Sorry, to, I don't want to go to a topic that's a negative one, though. So I no, don't. it's fine. No, I mean, um, you know, I don't have to know all about that in order for us to 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 see that it's all part of that dark and light, you know, spinning yep. in space. You know, and that if it is getting darker in some part like that, then all the more reason for us to stick with the light. And Truthbug says the book speaks of black magic being evil, darkness versus the white magic being good light. Well, and you're right. It's it's good for us to be aware of it, but it's also like you say, and we're saying before we got into that specific aspect, uh, that there are a great many changes going on, it seems like, uh, during this current epoch. You know, and maybe it is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Who knows? What the heck? <laughs> but uh, hmm. but the uh, thing is, is that... Uh, for for the good that is here and changing into greater good, there's also evil, and it's also on the run, uh, becoming greater in certain respects. So a lot of things are changing. That's right. Well, and I've, I've said this before to, to others, that the lighter you become, the more visible you are in the other dimension. And so... The dark beings, you know, want that light. And the lighter you, so it seems like you have more conflict. I mean, hopefully it's only temporary, though. <laughs> but, you need more hardships to deal with? Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I've had my share. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I don't doubt it because it, it always fits. The people who are most evolved are the ones that end up getting, uh, you know, it it goes back to that movie, it goes back to the time of Christ, it goes back to the prophets. Um, every time somebody comes to evolve humanity a little bit further towards the light, they get a lot of resistance. It's a nicer word to put on that, you know. They get a lot of resistance. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I guess it's physics, too, because um, light, travels and it travels fast and so it mix it mixes it up mixes things up well all i can say is i i, I would have appreciated not having to deal with as many of the difficulties i've more recently dealt with but on the no. other hand uh i've learned a lot <laughs> i don't know if the trade-off is the one that i would have wished like that's why i said that comment on the on a text earlier about wishing i could be on a south sea island <laughs> just to I, not have to worry about shit for a while. I know, I know, I know. It's sometimes it's really hard, you know. And if you're trying to stay, um, <coughs> trying to be a good person when all these temptations and things are coming at you, it really makes you um, get stronger in a way. But you know, it's hard. It's really hard. Sure. It is hard, and the, the temptations aren't so much being tempted by something appealing, but rather the temptation to hate and to be angry. And well, that's, it, yeah, that's what I'm referring to, actually. Yeah. I figured you probably were. And so, yeah, the, and it's, it's very, it, it, it makes you grow if you're determined to not succumb to that and to maintain a positive and, and, and a more positive intentionality. But it's, but it's, uh, it's a struggle. A real struggle, no doubt about it. You know, 
And sometimes people really like to push buttons. Oh yeah, the people who 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 have a deficit in some respect and want to assert their power and control to to bolster their own ego or whatever they're doing, they certainly will try to push buttons and to and to actually cause damage and hurt others. Yeah, I've seen that happen. And, uh, so the best thing you do is to not succumb to that temptation. That's right. Yeah, well, I also want to say the other side of it, too, is that, you know, we can be very disciplined and we can be very balanced, reasonable, keep our integrity. But every once in a while, it's good to just blow off steam, you know. (laughs) I mean, it is energy (laughs) in motion. (laughs) So um, as long as you use it right, see, if you're getting a lot of energy thrown at you, it's got to go somewhere. Well, and, it's funny. Uh, you go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So <clears throat> for some people, it's like go out and, you know, play a sport, which is a great way to channel it, or um, start a new enterprise in going through that, how do I use this energy appropriately, you know? And then sometimes creative uh, solutions come out of it. <laughs> well, uh, one one useful solution has come out of it for me. I put a wood furnace in my house this, before the onset of the autumn and winter. And so I spent a good portion of the day splitting wood. <laughs> so that's one way to do it. In fact, I was uh-huh. I was downstairs in the basement feeding the feeding the furnace a bit for a little bit there when I was away from the chat. But yeah, you know, splitting wood's good to get rid of energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're strong enough to do that, I'm not. But I could see how getting out some of that energy in a useful way—it's going to go somewhere. Better than eating yeah. you up inside, you know. That's right. But uh, the goal ultimately is to become a more spiritual being. But and and of course, that's a you make a little progress, you lose a little bit, you make some more progress and so forth. And each time you yeah. learn a little bit. That's a really good way to put it too. Because um, it's not going to be a straight uphill drive towards perfection. Oh, no, it's not. And, okay. and you know, if you go through, I mean, I'm, I'm getting older. Um, if you go through just being alive and dealing with different situations over these many years, uh, you know, there are things that I regret that I did. There are things that where I was thoughtlessly uh, unkind or whatever. Things that, uh, going back to the karma issue, that you have to make recompense for in some respect. And uh, and it's been a it's been a good experience all these years. Um, and I did a did a lot of things you talked about. I, I was a psychologist. I'm retired from that now. Did yeah. a lot of that kind of thing. Helped some people, and hopefully yeah. as many as I could. Uh, but um, uh, so you had a, all, did you have a practice, and then you're closing? Are you are you winding down from that? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, I actually rescinded my license. I, I've been studying law, and I I didn't want to go through any nonsense, and I didn't want to be tied to that profession anymore. Uh, you see, by being by being a public officer, which is what you are when you get a license to practice, 
that license makes your legal situs or your legal residency in Washington, D.C. It's one of the ways they trap you. It's like accepting a benefit from the government like Social Security. Uh, that traps you and also puts your situs in Washington, D.C. And, of course, Washington, D.C. is really you know, a private federal corporation. It's not that definition of United States is, is just one, and it's the one that refers to that district under the exclusive control of Congress, and the CEO is the president. Um, and it's owned basically by the Rothschild banking cabal, but I'm not going to go into all that crap. But the thing is, is that I wanted to be out of it. I didn't want them to have that power over me. And so I rescinded that license rather than uh, having to uh, maintain records and some other stuff. And I do maintain the records for people who want them, but I didn't want to be compelled to do any of that by the psychology board. I hope that makes sense. I want it out. It totally makes sense because I I made the decision back in the 90s when I opened my practice to be a pastoral counselor with a certification in uh, cognitive behavioral analysis. And uh-huh. um but I I wasn't I wasn't the type of license that could be taken in as a an expert witness in court or something. And several right. clients who went ended up having some kind of case where they wanted me to be an expert for them. I turned it down every time because first of all I know it's too easy for them to discredit me because of my spirituality, you know. Sure. And right there. I mean, right there, it's it's a no, it's a no, uh, well, no win for me. So. That's um, right. You would have put I, yourself in the position of being discredited. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, I never even went there. I never did that. Well, no, I had to do one, that a lot. Yeah, one time I did, and I. It was my life was in danger, so I thought that was the necessary moment. And of course, I did get discredited online on on the stand. So, yeah, but that doesn't would, matter anymore. That was years ago, you know. I'm, yeah, no, it, it 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 was to be expected, and and you probably already knew that, and so you but you had to take the risk anyway, and that and you have yeah. strength from it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I proved it basically. <laughs> Well, they did. <laughs> you know, they proved it. They proved oh, it, yep. I, I found out how how unjust the justice system is. I don't, oh, yeah. heavens. It's don't, so corrupt. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an amazingly corrupt system. And there, and there, I won't go into reasons why, but there are some right. pretty obvious ones if one thinks about it. But, uh, yeah, if you could avoid that system at all yeah. costs, one should. Yeah, I pretty much did. I mean, I I think I I call myself lucky that I have avoided a lot of those kinds of compartmentalized um, institutions, you know, over my lifetime. I've I've kind of floated between a lot. So. No, and I'm and I'm glad that you're moving into have moved into the spiritual aspect even more, and because that's much more important. Yeah, because that's a, eventually that's where we're going to go anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, and anyway, I'll shut up and get off of here. Oh, no, no, talk. you don't have to. I've still got a few more minutes left, and Guest 8 just joined us. All Divine has uh, logged in and logged out a few times. I guess he was having trouble, he or she, 
was having trouble uh, technically, which happens sometimes around here. But no, don't don't leave yet. We have uh, I've got ten minutes to close, and I'd like to hear some more from your side. I think because I did most of the talking today. Ah. Uh, hmm. Well. well too, uh, too bad all <laughs> divine is uh had uh had the leads because um they said some good things about synchronicity earlier. Synchronicity is a good issue. Hmm. I said that's a good issue. I yeah. I studied a lot of a lot of that stuff. I did uh, I did a, a BA in philosophy and psychology originally, and then did a master's in philosophy, science, and logic. And that mm-hmm. was, was ten years after that that I, well, ten years, uh, eight seven years after that that I went back to school to do the all the degrees in psychology. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, that took another bunch of years. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah. my love was always philosophy. I didn't. <laughs> psychology was something I figured was tolerable, and yeah. uh, would something I could get a job in. And I did. I worked at a state psychiatric hospital for many years, and was the neuropsychologist for the hospital, and then wow. left and went to private practice, and did a lot of forensic stuff in, in that in psychology. But that's when I began to learn more about the system, and then I, then mm-hmm. as I began to study law for my own edification, uh, I came to realize that I'd been trapped in that system. And and uh, as a public officer, and nobody ever told me there was no disclosure about that, so the contract, to my mind, was void uh, for failure to disclose. And. Uh, uh. I wanted to be out of it, and so I am. Yeah. And so now yeah. I eat with wood, and I eat very sparingly, and I don't have oh, much yeah. money, but I, but yeah. I uh, enjoy my life. Well, can I ask what state are you in that you're chopping wood for heat? Um, are you like up in the mountains someplace, or just in general? I'm, I'm south. Of, I'm I'm down near I-40, south of Boone. South of where? Booneville. Boone. Boone. Uh, you know, uh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. North Carolina. Oh, boom. oh, that's right. Oh, if I scroll back, I'll find you. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yes, I knew some people who did work up there. Um, that's a nice area uh, if you can, you know, if you like being uh, in the quiet mountains. Well, I'm not exactly in the quiet mountains, but I, uh-huh. but I. But I can get easily to the quiet mountains. <laughs> yeah, Boone is about 30 miles north. There are mountains to the south, and they call the South Mountains. And then if you go north, there's the the Appalachians. Okay, yeah. Right, so yeah. That's a nice area. I um, I passed through there, but I didn't spend much time. And no, not divine, a living problem. All divine is back in the chat. Hello. You should call in so we can hear your voice. Maybe next time, all right? Next Sunday, 7 o'clock Pacific. Um, well, in any case, though, I'll get off and, and uh, let you close up the show. But thanks for letting me talk. Oh, it's great. Well, come back again. Uh, I'd like to hear more about it. Oh, no, I've talked about me more than I know. <laughs> I've uh-huh. talked about else. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question before you go. Sure. Now, so understanding 
about karma and some of the and philosophy and psychology. And and I ask this almost every session, every week with new people. I want to know what did your gut feeling tell you about the near future? About the what? I mean America you know. About America? Yeah, or its connection with the world, you know. America's connection with the world? Yeah. Oh, where do you uh, see, where do you see things going? I mean, um, it's a wide open question. I don't want to, I don't want to lead you into any particular area. What is your gut feeling from the quantum field telling you about the near future? America is headed down, and for good reason. America has been fairly evil throughout most of its history. Um, it was never really free from Great Britain. We actually did not win the Revolutionary War, and uh, the king uh, uh, had his representatives there in the negotiations for after the war, and it turned out that we ended up having to pay the money that he borrowed from the Rothschild brother in England, and we had to pay the Rothschild brother who had the Bank of Paris, and we were in bankruptcy before the Constitution was even written. That's why paying the debt was clarified and, and documented in the Articles of Confederation. So we have been tied to Britain in a bad way all this time mm-hmm. and, and owned basically by the Rothschild banking system. They, of course, uh, made their final conquest or the greatest conquest when they had the Federal Reserve Bank installed in 1913 to on a, to day before Christmas or whatever, and there were only three congressmen there to vote, so clearly fraudulent. Um, and they've Did controlled us 19- ever since. I'm sorry. Did you say 1913? Yes, 1913. That was right before World War One. Yep. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Guess well. who financed both sides of that war? Uh-huh. It was the Rothschild bankers. Guess who financed both sides of World War Two? It was the Rothschild bankers. They make money on both sides. They don't care. I thought they just, the Vatican did that. I was hearing something about the Vatican banks doing something. Well, you can, one can make that claim uh, about the Vatican because the Vatican actually, the Rothschilds were the Vatican's bankers. And so, yeah, the Vatican may well have been the, the arch enemy and all of that. Um, but see, the thing was is that in, uh, when was it? In uh, Oh, shoot, was it 1015 A.D.? One was King John uh, and the Magna Carta and so forth. But anyway, he he uh, refused to pay the Vatican the money that he'd borrowed to wage his wars. And the Vatican excommunicated him. And by excommunicating him, that excommunica- excommunicated all of the Britons because they were under his, he was a liege lord. Hmm. And so ultimately he had to make apologies and bow his knee to the Vatican and one thing that happened was the Vatican took all of the British Empire uh, in its possession, and it's had that ever since. It did. Wow, sure. I didn't know that. I didn't know those, that. Those treaties, those treaties do not go away. <laughs> They're <laughs> there for posterity. But anyway, so we've we've been basically waging the wars for the Rothschilds uh, since they took absolute control. World War I was an example of that, and then, of course, World War II, and then all these wars ever since to maintain the dollar uh, hegemony uh, based upon the Bretton Woods Agreement. It was 1948 or 49. Um, 
And so we've been killing masses of people all around the planet through South, South, South America and in Africa and in the Far East. Uh, we've been destroying lives and destroying people. And so the U.S. is, in fact, an evil empire. And so if uh, Putin's able to bring it down, it probably wouldn't be justice. I hate to say it. So anyway, that's enough history for one night. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. <laughs> uh, that's really, no, I mean, it, you know, this is interesting. I mean, all this stuff is coming out. Uh, yep. The dark side, uh, the yep. things I've never, well, first of all, I've got to qualify all my statements from now on is that, I never wanted to know all this darkness. I didn't want to know. But it's coming out. It's coming out for everybody's good. And that everybody who's learning this stuff, you know, sharing and educating each other, um, must be for a purpose. It must be to, you know, even out the score or balance the karma of everything. I hope you're right. I hope so. Because there are a lot of good people in this country. And uh, not a lot of bad ones, too, but... But uh, what we've and we've done many many evil things. We we eliminated essentially I don't know how many millions of Indians, Native Americans. We simply killed them, and so oh, forth. No. And then after during the period of slavery, when slaves would get, you know, get uppity, they get burned alive. And there are many many pictures of that being done, old lithographs. Uh, it's really quite a. We've really been a, not a very good nation in a lot of respects. I know. I have so much empathy and sympathy for the Native tribes, for all the history. And I um, have spent the last several years really, I mean, I learned about them before I read some of the books like Black Elk Speaks and, you know, I've always loved Native music and dance. But um, on my travels across the country where I stopped in a lot of sites and I felt the energies there and the spirits there. Uh-huh. It was so clear to me how tragic it ended up for most of these tribes. And oh, terribly they, tragic. Terrible. And, uh, hey, it's all divine here. It's it's still going on, actually. Hi, hi, hey, how's hi all divine. Thanks for joining the call. My pleasure. I just wanted to uh, call in for a minute and um, first say thanks. That meditation that you did at the beginning, I found it um, very moving and centering and releasing kind of just what i needed you know what i mean so it was really it was really great and um yeah uh yeah what you're saying about the the native people i mean it's still going on to this day you know they're still being um you know the genocide is still going on um that's pretty apparent you know if you visit um many of their communities but uh like you i don't i i've heard a lot of the the negative stuff too and i've i've got a you know People always want to send me that stuff, and um, uh, you know, it's it's good. If you're not aware of it, you should be, you know. But yeah. I personally don't like to dwell there, you know. Um, I like to um, focus on building a better future, you know. That's a and, good point. And that's what I, that's how I like to approach it, you know. It, it, and it feels a lot better for me too. <laughs> well, nice. you, you know, um, I'm all, I'm the same way, Al Divine. I I prefer to focus on the positive. Uh, particularly in terms of interpersonal relationships, the ones where I have an impact and can make a difference. Absolutely. Right. You know, if you have the intention, then you can use both sides of the positive and negative energies towards that intention. 
It's like riding a bicycle um, or driving a car. The the higher you go, you know, I was saying before, the spiral gets smaller and smaller at the top. The higher you go, the more careful you have to be. And that's where intention comes in. Because if somebody throws negative energy at you or too much positive, I mean, people can be too positive also and be, you know, they can party too much, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, if you keep it in balance and you keep your intention clear, then the energy can accelerate and move you in the right direction, in that direction, no matter what gets thrown at you, even if it's really. And so um, if you're motivated to correct the evils of the past, well, this is a perfect time to do that. And if you have the information and you can educate others with it, that's a good way to use it too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I, I uh, think it's important, and I, I do that. And I've also uh, been one who has had uh, a lot of um, negativity directed towards me. And what you say is is true. You know, if you hold your um, you hold your center basically through it. Remember who you are. You know, remember who you really are, and then you can make it through anything, right? So. Uh, that's, that's how I've gotten. That's how I've gotten through a lot of hard times I've had. Just you know, sort of recentering, remembering, you know, that um, I'm part of everything, and 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 it's uh, it's a wonderful thing, really. All divine. Yes, Rinkrat. Uh I just wanted to. I, I heard your comment about the meditation. I unfortunately had to miss a meditation because I had to fix some supper finally, and and but uh, so I'm going to ask uh, if our host can. Do that again next week <laughs> so I can catch it. I do. Well, I do them every week, and uh, and they're recorded. The best shows are recorded, and you can download them later. You know, just listen to the first half an hour. Um, I'm still working on trying to get the music to be clear. Um, I haven't, with the talk shoe system, it's almost impossible to get music to be uh played with any kind of clarity. So I'm still working on that. I have to apologize. I, I don't know how to do it. But, no, no apology. Uh, it, it, was coming, it was coming through. Uh, you know, I thought it was great, really uh, nice yeah. to uh, set the mood. You know, it's good. Yeah, and I like to close the show with a little more music, too. In fact, I forgot to say today, I always give credit to the CDs that I'm using. Today I used uh, Cappuccino Afternoon. That's the title of it. <laughs> it's a mix of music, and um, that's where I, where I played it from. It's from 1995, I believe. Mood music, you know. Nice. Well, uh, really appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, giving us this uh, little uh, uh, node here to connect in. I've I've kind of been feeling for a while that it would be good for me to reconnect with more. Uh, like-minded people, shall we say, and um, so this is this is good, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you. I appreciate your acknowledgement. Um, I don't want to let go uh, too quickly here because I have Truthbug writing some sentences on. He says he or she says, uh, referring to what what was said before about uh, reading some of the first statute statutes at large, going back to 1789 and how much money was allocated to churches and campuses. 
and uh, bankruptcy. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to jump back on the chat, but thanks very much. Uh, you know, oh, blessings to you. you, love to you, and we'll talk thank to you soon. You. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, this is about the time that I put on the closing music anyway. Um, I usually do a two-hour program, and so we'll play a little more music. I want to say thanks to all our guests tonight. Um, every Sunday, 10 o'clock Eastern, and uh, you're welcome to look at my webpage for some writings or inspiration, and I'm also available for private sessions. So if you have to, uh, just go to that page. All the information is on there. Again, uh, thanks so much for being here. Here's some more cappuccino afternoon.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.